Hello and welcome to a new expediently uh, paced and recorded edition of the Bulls Bros podcast featuring two Bulls Bros. I'm Alex from an undisclosed location, joined by my brother Max in Chicago. Hello, Max. Hello. And, uh, well, we've got a lot to talk about since the last time we recorded, but we're going to be quick about it and get to the the future. So, uh, last time we talked was ahead of the Wednesday, November 17th Bulls Trailblazers matchup on the road. Uh, we lost that game, um, but wound up winning uh, in Denver and then subsequently beating the Knicks at home, which was awesome. And then we had a weird schedule loss to the Pacers at home. Uh, followed by a confounding defeat to the Houston Rockets um, team at, uh, that at the time uh, had only won one prior game. They've now since gone on a six-game winning streak, but um, it was a, still an inexcusable defeat, 118-113, even without Vucevic. Uh, and then we played the Orlando Magic, Magic in Nikola Vucevic's, I believe, return. Uh, we beat them, 123-88. We crushed them. We lost a close one to the Heat at home. Uh, we beat the Hornets in a matchup of uh, Lonzo versus Lamelo Ball uh, at home, one thirty-three to one nineteen, uh, and then we kicked off. That that was the beginning of a four-game winning streak that we're currently still on. We beat the Knicks and the Nets in two very impressive uh, road victories in New York, and uh, then we beat the Nuggets again. Um, this time with Nikola Jokic, uh, who's absent for the prior game. Um, now, to be fair, they, they were missing Michael Porter Jr. They were missing. Jamal Murray, they're missing P.J. Dozier, but we were also missing a bunch of guys. Uh, so that was an impressive victory, 109-97. Uh, and now let's talk about those missing guys. That's really the big thing. Uh, it's been an impressive uh, run since we last talked, but with some weird losses. But a lot of teams in the East have been like that, and we're just better than most of them. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that Nuggets game uh, is uh, a nice sort of litmus test of where we're going to be the next couple of days because we are missing Kobe White um, with uh, COVID-19, uh, Javante Green with COVID-19, and uh, most unfortunately, DeVar- DeMar Rosen with COVID-19. Um, Kobe's been out since December 1st. Javante has been out since uh, December 3rd, and DeMar has been out since December 6th. Uh, we were also missing Alex Caruso with a hamstring injury. Um uh, and uh, it's um, looks like he's not going to be available until uh, at least next week. They're going to reevaluate him. Um, he, uh, according to Darnell Mabry of the Athletic. So, um, and despite all those absences, all four of those absences, those are all key rotation players for this this team right now. And then of course Patrick Williams also out. Um, so really five rotation players' absences. Uh, we beat a good Denver Nuggets team, you know, and the best player on the floor was on the other side. So pretty impressive. Um, anyway, I just want to talk about uh, some trends and where we're headed in the immediate future um, with these next couple of games. So, Max, could you give me your early impressions of um, – I guess the last couple of weeks of the Bulls and what you see as our immediate future with all these uh, injuries and illnesses. Yeah, I mean, look, I really, I thought that the Nets win was really impressive and awesome, but you could make an argument that that Nuggets win was a bigger statement because I really saw a lot of fight out of the team and that defense we played was really good. Um, and I really liked what I saw from Io. I mean, he was really good 
And I, you know, his defense, he made some shots, his passing. He's explosive. He's electric. I love watching him play. He's not afraid of the big moments. I, Derek Jones Jr. was really solid. Tony Bradley has been solid the last couple games defensively. He really has. And honestly, Vooch has played good defense. I know everyone likes to talk smack about it, but he actually has. Like His defense on, on the Joker was quite good. I think it's really nice, and he makes him work because of those threes. Like So it spreads the floor, and it, it helps. I mean, he didn't shoot it particularly well, but he made some clutch threes in that Nets game and then against the Nuggets as well. I felt I was really impressed by that Nuggets win. I, I, and honestly, I think the Nets win was, uh, was really impressive as well. I uh, definitely worried about not having these guys. I hope the Caruso thing isn't too serious. I'm more worried about that than COVID just because I uh, don't want that to linger. But uh, I like what I'm seeing. I think we're, I think we're grooving at, at, uh, you know, at quite, a good, quite a good pace. It makes you wonder how Kobe fits into all this, you know? I, I wonder because, yeah, his shot making was good and it was helpful when we had him, I guess, especially that, like, Knicks game, right? But Io is such a better defender and a better passer, and if it's debatable which one you'd rather have on the floor, then does it make sense, right? Because Kobe White's contract is coming up, and, and he has some ability that I think makes him very marketable because he can shoot the three. So I'm going to be really curious how Donovan integrates him when he comes back and if he just tries to play up his value and then we trade him later. But uh, I, I like, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I mean, you know... I think it's really impressive. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think I think that's the thinking with Kobe White is to um, play him whether or not he really earns the minutes over Io DeSumo, um with an eye to trade him because yeah. um, we obviously need to make some kind of improvement. And then we're like kind of right in it in the East. The East is much shallower uh, than we were initially thinking. And part of that is because the Nets don't have Kyrie Irving, and part of that is because. Um, the Heat have been hurt a lot, but and you Philadelphia. Know. You well, know, the Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia isn't even like a factor unless they do something about that Ben Simmons uh, trade. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I still not, think, I they're still dangerous because for us as a matchup, yes. Yeah, and look, they're dangerous for anybody with Joel Embiid. Any game, if he plays like he's capable of playing, they can beat you. But over the course of a long period of time, he gets hurt, and then the rest of the team has some deficiencies. And Doc Rivers is a terrible coach in the playoffs. So, but like teams like Atlanta, Milwaukee have started to come on. Those are good teams. But I, I guess my question is, big picture, do you do you try to make go all in on this year and make a trade at the deadline and and then try to fill in Kobe's spot with a buyout? I mean, you know, how do we think about this? Because I I think you could make the argument where one or two one okay player and one good player away from being a contending team to win the East. Because, honestly, we keep beating the Nets, right? So, <laughs> like, what is the, that says something, you know? Yeah, the Nets are, you know, despite their issues, like, they're still the they're second best team in, in the East. I know, I know they're the top seed, but, like, I think Milwaukee's better once they get sure. all their ducks in a row. I mean... Now it's a different equation if the Nets ever get Kyrie Irving back from his, um, you know, anti-vax uh, yeah, with a protest. plant-based vaccine. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
they could, they would still be very good. But can, do you really believe in their health? Like James Harden doesn't look himself. You know, Kyrie Irving does. He, is he going to show up? I mean, half the time it doesn't seem like he wants to play basketball. I still right. think we're right in it. I, I I agree. I think Milwaukee is a really bad matchup for us too because of Giannis. Yes. But they also have the sometimes they go crazy cold from the three point line and they rely a lot on the three, right? So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I yeah. I'm very curious to see how we how we play against them when we play them. Right. Now Brooke Lopez, it should be mentioned, is out indefinitely with a after a back surgery. However, it kind of unlocks this like switchier, faster lineup with Bobby Portis playing the center and sometimes Giannis and I actually don't True. think it's going to really hurt them that much. But, you know, I think... But then it limits their depth. And it limits then, their depth and their shooting in the playoffs. And their rim protection. Yeah. And you're putting a lot... Giannis, like, uh, he doesn't usually play a lot of minutes. So right. you're just asking a lot from Giannis and Portis without a guy like Brooke Lopez as well. He's, you know... I, I don't think it prevents them from being a contending team, and I still wouldn't want to play them. But they're not invincible. So, it gets us closer, yeah. I don't know. I, I just think we're really we're really close, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still. I agree. The teams like the Heat. I mean, Heat. The Heat are really good. So, what happens if they're healthy? But then on the flip side, they're old, and are they going to be healthy? And they're already banged up. Like, Jimmy yeah. Butler is out with Which a tailbone injury. I said at the beginning, re-injured. I don't know if you remember, if we checked the tape, I was saying that, like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't trust them to be healthy a whole season. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting. I do think seeding matters a lot this time because I think we do benefit from being at home. Oh, yeah. I really, and I, we do have a home court advantage, I believe, based on what I've seen. And yeah. I think it would be a lot, you know, if we had the number one seed, like, basically, if you had to go to Milwaukee or you had to go to Brooklyn multiple times, like, Brooklyn doesn't have that much of a home court advantage because it's not, like, a real basketball team. No, the Nets fans. are like the Clippers. It's going to be half Bulls fans. But I think Milwaukee, if we – going to Milwaukee makes a big difference that's the reason, like, that was a huge turning point for them against the Nets in, this, in the playoffs. So going to Milwaukee, going to Philadelphia, going, like, going to Atlanta, these are, these are significant disadvantages. So if we can have the home court in all those games, you know, so basically if we could be the two seed and Brooklyn's in the one seed or we're the one seed, then it's like who's healthier, right? We still have a shot. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Okay, so uh, that's that's the thing, right? We don't, you know, Williams is kind of a valuable player. He's a starting, he's our starting power forward, and so if he can come back for the playoffs, that would be which he might be able to do. That would be great. Uh, he came yeah. back ahead of timetable last injury, so seems possible, right? Right, because April was sort of the earliest he would be coming back, which would be you know around the end of the regular season, slash the beginning of the playoffs. I would, you know, love to deal him, but I, I don't know if we would actually, like we talked about before, you know, return value on a deal. Um, yeah, I don't like that idea of dealing him. Uh, we, need to, we need to have him healthy for an extended period to build up his value. Um, Probably. And see what, he, what he's got, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, he, so we, oh, go on. He's the unlock. He's the X factor. Um, but I, you know, 
like to see what we can get with Kobe, maybe, in a first-round pick, and then substitute a buyout for Kobe's minutes. I mean, is there something like that that's out there? I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know who's going to be on that market. Well, there is actually an interesting idea um, that I uh, saw on Hoops Rumors. Uh, Tyreek Evans is uh, trying to get reinstated after being disqualified from the league for two years, I think. Uh, Why? For, um, he violated the, the NBA's anti-drug program. Oh, come on. For two years? For okay. two years. Well, that, they're very harsh. Basically, you get like... Um, a couple tries. It's, it's like a three-strikes deal. Yeah, but the third strike is you're out for two years. Um, that so happened to O.J. Mayo. He wouldn't have played competitive basketball for two years? Well, you can play in other leagues. I don't think he did, though. He's only 32. Um, he's switchy. He can play the first three perimeter positions. I like that idea, especially it would really help us because I think one of our problems is we could use another ball handler. Right. Like another guy who can facilitate just because of you're asking a lot from Lonzo and DeMar, you know? So if we had another guy who could come in and do it, um, that would help. Right. The nice thing about us, though, is that we have passers all over the place. It's just not like lead ball handler level right. passers outside exactly. of Monzo and DeMar. Exactly. I mean, look, Vooch makes some good passes against the Brooklyn and, yeah. and the Nuggets. So, I mean, he definitely helps facilitate. The, the ball moves better when he's in the lineup. It's very obvious. It's um, just, yeah. He helps Zach get better shots. He just, the offense flows better. I do think he's going to start making more. I, he's improved versus before he got COVID. I don't know why. I think it's just the laws of average. Like, just, you know. Well, he could have been hurt, too, you know, in the first part of the he, season. I think he was, yeah. Who knows what it was, but... Um, yeah. But, yeah, so he was 8 for 24 in the last game against yeah, the not Nuggets. Good. Not great. No, but he um, did things on the other side, other past parts of the game. Like, he, he rebounded, he passed the ball well. So. He shot from 3 pretty well, 3 of 8, 37.5%. Yes. That yes. was really key. He didn't get to the line that much. He was 1 of 2. No. But, yeah, he had 10 rebounds. He had 20 points, all told. Two dishes, a steal, and a block. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know valuable. If, if he makes two more of those easy open shots he had, he had a good game, you know? True. So, I just, I think he, he definitely helped against them. And we, you know, definitely benefited from that. And he did help against Brooklyn, too. So Right, yeah. We're going to need him. And, uh He's not the he's not the the issue. The issue is Patrick Williams's minute presence, basically. I mean, well, we he was that o- guy. Yeah, he was okay against Brooklyn. He had eleven points and five rebounds and two assists. Uh, yeah, but his, his but he spaced the floor and his defense was pretty good. Yeah, he's one of three from uh, from deep. Um, well, yeah, part of it is just the fact that they too. have to respect him. Yeah, from deep, it opens yeah. up opportunities for those other guys. And he still makes the threes at a, at a um, consistent enough right. clip that that hasn't right. changed this season. Right. So, okay, but yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, like the Vucevic thing, I was, I was you know, ready to, to, to trade him before. Um, but do you see how much they are definitely better when he's on the floor? Of course. I mean, he's, he's still very good, which is why he's such a tradable asset because he's got a reasonable contract. But... Um, but he's also just like chemistry-wise, just a good fit. They all like they each like other. him. They like playing together. And he's it's, friends with Demar Derozan from college, is. and that and actually I has think some Zach real currency. And he get along well, quite well. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm less. That two man game is really good. Yeah. Him I would and like Zach to in not. the two man game is really good. I'd like to hold on to him if we could, but we still do need to improve the depth somehow. 
And I'd yeah. rather not move him though, because he's you know he's our third best player despite the shooting troubles. Yeah, and um, I like. He's valuable. I mean, we, our bench guys are playing really well, but they're not. None of them are scorers. No, the only guy funny. who's really a scorer yeah. is Kobe White. The sumo can can get inside and. Um, yeah, it makes a couple threes, but he's makes not a. Threes. He's not a, a, not a you know give him the ball and watch him work. You know, it, we yeah. need a guy like that. We need the Jordan Clarkson. You know, and I don't know yeah. if if Kobe White can be that guy, but he did a little bit of it last year. But um, I just worry that he he messes things up because he's not a very good ball handler, and he and so like I don't know that he's a great facilitator. I really don't think he is, and then he's not a great defender. He's a bad so, defender. So I think that is kind of a problem. Um, I think he'd be great on, like, a bad team, you know? Like, the just Kings. jacking up shots. The Kings. Send him to like, the Kings. Can we swap him for, Ty- you know, Tyrese Halliburton or... <laughs> no way. They would Buddy Heald. They want to trade Buddy Heald. They're dying to trade they, Buddy Heald. They want to. I don't know. I don't think they would do that. Um, Donovan would... Mitchell. Or Darian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Davion Mitchell on the Kings. Yeah, he would be, but actually, I really want Tyrese Halliburton. I, I love Halliburton. Halliburton. There would are be guards. The thing is, there are guards out there that are pretty solid, and I know some of them could be moved. Yeah, um, you know who could use them? The Lakers. Kobe White. Well, they have a lot of guys that can shoot from but deep, not as but good. can't defend. So I don't really know good. if they need another one of those guys. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, like sort of you know, two guards. We talked about Washington. I really could see they have a lot of depth, but they don't have a lot of offensive pop. Yeah, well, like we need Kuzma. Basically, it's like I was going to say Kuzma. I the want guy, Kuzma. Though. Kuzma could Kuzma is the he, he, I, if we had Kuzma and didn't have to give up anybody but Kobe White and a pick or something. Yeah, why would Washington do that though? I don't know. They've been doing stupid stuff for years. Yeah, but they have a new GM. Why has that changed? They have a new yeah. GM who, who, in the last two years who's done That's true. good things. He That's turned true. John Wall into this team, basically, that has like a pretty decent They depth. have other guys that could kind of play the same position. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't think Kuzma's expendable because he's so yeah. valuable to that specific team. Like, they would much rather give up Montrezl Harrell who's playing well, right? but I wouldn't want Montrezl The Hawks, like, Cam Reddish keeps getting hurt, right? So That's true. You you think we'd be able to get Reddish or, or DeAndre Hunter from the Hawks, possibly. Yeah, but they, or Daniel Gallinari, you know, one of those guys. But Gallinari's on a really expensive contract. So. Yeah, we can't do that. And then Hunter and Reddish have a pretty high ceiling, but, of course... Hunter's hurt all the time, so he'd be risky. But I would be open to doing a Reddish for a Kobe swap. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I'd love to do a Reddish for Kobe. I don't think they would do that. I think they would do a Hunter for Kobe because of Hunter's injury woes. But I don't think they would do Reddish for Kobe right now. I honestly, I don't know, but we got to find somebody. I agree. And um, real quick about Desuno. So he played like 42 minutes the other night against Denver. He was 11 points. He had eight assists, six rebounds, a steal. He was awesome. Um, you know, he was uh, one of two from three. He's actually, so that's kind of what his three-point shooting is like. Um, he's taking a, a little under two a game. He's taking 1.7 a game. Uh, he's nailing 41.5% of those. So, you know, it's like he's a good awesome. three-point shooter at a low volume. Yeah. Um, and, He'll make uh, a couple open. Like, he couple. can make an open open three. Um, he's getting better, though. So, it's like that's what's so great about it, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I I really like the team. We just need 
we're missing a piece and then like another okay depth piece but we're missing like a, a we're missing a starter yeah i mean we literally are that's the issue that's um, the problem yeah and and so yeah and then i want to talk about uh i guess well it's sort of a two-pronged thing the, the big thing is um to me you know the big apps i mean it, it stinks to be missing javante green and kobe white as well but really the, what matters is is missing Alex Caruso and DeMar DeRozan, uh, who are, you know, Caruso is part of the one-two punch that is our the fulcrum of our defense with, with Lonzo Ball, the head of the snake. And then on the other side of that, more importantly, DeMar DeRozan is our most important player this season uh, on offense. Um, and just generally, I suppose. Uh, you know, he's been so awesome for us, so unexpectedly awesome in my eyes. Like, I didn't think he was going to be a top five MVP candidate. I thought he would be awesome. Did you think I he didn't. was going to be an all-star again? I definitely didn't, but let yeah, alone I thought he, I thought he had the ability to be an all-star, yeah. It kind of reminds me of Pau Gasol, who hadn't been an all-star for a couple of years, and then he switched conferences and all of a sudden looked awesome. But but this in this case, though, DeMar impacts winning in a more concrete way for us oh, as this league came forward. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's been he's been crazy awesome. He's averaging twenty six point four points a game, uh, five point three rebounds, four point one assists, a steal. Well, zero point nine steals a game to be um, specific. Uh, anyway, let's come on, let's move this along. Sorry, fine. Uh, point being, we're missing him. We're missing Caruso. Uh, we survived with Troy Brown, first guy off the bench uh, the other night against Denver. Troy Brown, who you know was benched for Javante Green and Derek Jones he, Jr. Basically. He played well. He played well. well. He got. Couple points, a uh, bunch of rebounds, eight rebounds, and um, yeah, it was just tough. Defense. Tenacious That's the most defense, important thing. exactly. But we played Matt Thomas almost twenty minutes. We played Tony Bradley twelve minutes. Like I know those are not guys that are necessarily going to be in the rotation. You know, Tony Bradley's going to be in the rotation, but Matt Thomas is not. Situationally, I think Bradley was there because you know Denver's big. I don't, I don't love Bradley the way you love Bradley. I think Bradley's okay, but it's, it's more just He's about good. who we're playing. Um, I, that's what I've, but that's what I've been saying all along. Yeah, I just, I just, it would be cool if we had a guy that wasn't so situational. It was, it'd be cool if we have a center that was more, um, the more versatile, as a back. Yeah, I know, Nikola, I know, it's a lot to ask for. Nikola but. Vucevic. It costs twenty million dollars. <laughs> that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly I, what it costs. I, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, okay. So, so what I want to talk about, though, really, I mean, besides Demar Rosen being yeah, awesome like, and being you're out, you're expecting Tony Bradley to be able to do something that Brooke Lopez gets played off the floor in the playoffs for, like. That's an unreasonable expectation. <laughs> well, Brook Lopez is a good defender and a good shooter. Bradley yeah, but is one of those there's things. There's times when he literally couldn't play against the Hawks because of the that same issue. Anyway, hey, go come on. What, people getting what exposed. Is your question. What is people your getting question? exposed in a playoff series versus Give people getting question. exposed game to game? That's kind of different, though. You know what I mean? Give me anyway. your question. Well, my question is, how do you think that we're going to fare with all these absences over the next couple of days? So let me run through the lineup that we're going to have without DeMar DeRozan. Assuming, so the thing with, uh, with the COVID-19 positive test is that if you test negative twice in a 24-hour period, um, you can come back. Uh, but other than that, it's going to take um, 10 days before you're allowed back on, on, on a team. Now, DeMar DeRozan is vaccinated because um, every, uh, the Bulls uh, reached 100% vaccination like a month ago or something. So we know he's vaccinated. Um, so hopefully it's a mild case, and hopefully he's fine and experiences no other health issues. But we we survived without him for one game against the Denver Nuggets. Zach Levine stepped up, um, and you know the other guys we mentioned stepped up. And uh, now we've got an interesting schedule over the next couple of games. Uh, so uh, it looks like without Demar, we would play the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, Miami Heat in Miami, the Detroit Pistons at home, and then the Toronto Raptors. Demar's old team, the team that drafted him. 
um, in Toronto. And then we have a Lakers game on the 19th, and that would be uh, the first game he'd be available for, assuming he doesn't test negative, you know, before then, uh, twice in a, in a one-day span. So how do you think we're going to do, given the absences of DeRozan and Caruso for at least the next week, um, and then, uh, you know, the continued absences of Javante and um, Kobe for at least the next game or two? I mean, it's, so I think it's asking a lot to beat the Heat. Um, I now, the Heat will be see. missing Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo in that game, most likely. Well, Jimmy that Ad- would be a huge help. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I think we have a decent shot at winning. Is that in Miami? It's in Miami. Um, okay. Now, Jimmy has a tailbone injury in his day-to-day. Uh, he looks like he came back too soon, and he immediately reactivated the tailbone injury yesterday. So I think he's. I don't think he's going to be healthy by Saturday, um, which is the next heat game. And then perfect. Uh, Bam is out for four to six weeks with a, a UCL thing that needs surgery. So okay, um, I expect us. We're playing. I think we'll beat these bad teams. So Pistons and Rockets. You said Raptors. Raptors. Oh. I thought you said. I thought you said we were playing somebody before the Heat. We are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Um, well, the Cavs, but they don't have Mobley, right? No, he's back. Oh, is he? They're thirteen and twelve. Um, Mobley's back. Let me confirm. That would be a problem. Is if he's not there, I think we win. If he's there, hit or miss. Yeah, he's back. But future but, uh, rookie of the gone. year. But Sexton's gone. Colin Sexton's done for the year. Now, some people think that that actually might be a good thing um, because he's really not good on defense, uh, and it lets Rubio Yeah, but more, it hurts but their depth. So it, it does. I, I think, and we have some very strong perimeter players. So, But without DeMar, without Caruso, that's going to be a tough ask. I, I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> They're big, you know. They have Jared Allen, yep. they have Mobley, and they this, have our old friend Denver, Larry Markkinen. Denver with Joker and Gordon is better than that team, I think. Than the, the current team with just the, the one, Cleveland. the Colin Sexton absence. Yeah, I mean they're thirteen and twelve. Um, Denver's the, um, probably similar, but Denver has a tougher has had a tougher schedule. Tougher schedule. Uh, sure. Well, well, Denver's record is probably better because they didn't have this. They didn't have yeah. all the injuries right away. Actually, oh, never mind. They're 11-12. Their record right. is worse than Cleveland's. Wow. Yeah, but they're they're playing a tougher schedule. Yeah, yeah, they're in the sure. West. Um, um, so, yeah. Right, and I've seen them play these difficult... They've played us twice, lost two games to us. They sure did. They played... And we were not us. at full strength. They lost... They beat the Heat, I think, and then they lost it. Yeah, they've been, they've been playing, you know... They, I, I think that... I think it's going to be hit or miss. I, I do think, though, that we're going to see a major effort from Zach and Vooch. Uh, they'll get up more shots like they did against Denver. I think we're going to do something similar to what we did against Denver right. um, and try to, like, match up, you know, customize the rotation a little bit to be a better matchup. But Right. We should mention, too, Donovan is the coach of the month because of how awesome he's been. He's and been he, awesome. He's a matchup Which, wizard. He's a matchup wizard, and he gets teams to play defense. I don't understand why people didn't think that would be the case. He's literally done it his entire career. Yeah. I don't know why everyone thought he'd be such a bad defensive coach. Um, that's kind of confusing to me. But anyway, uh, we, I think, I think if, it's, if we're talking 
Cavs, I, I'm leaning towards us winning, but I'm not confident. Not super confident. Um, Pistons, I, I think we win. Heat, if neither of those guys are playing, I think we'll win. Raptors, I could see us losing that, you know, if, if no one, if we don't get any of those guys back. Yeah, they're like a chippy team. The record, they're physical. Uh, they're they're eleven and thirteen, but like they're, uh, they're yeah, a bunch of physical, switchy guys. It's going to um, be a very close game, but they don't really yeah. score. So yeah, but they defend everywhere. I know. So I think it'll be like a very close, tough game. I guess my point is, if you're talking about these four games and we have none of those guys for these four games, uh, I would say we probably lose one and win the other three. Wow, would my, that would be my guess, or or split it. I, we'll lose at least one, but I think I think we'll split it or win three. I was gonna have a different like one and three or maybe two and two. So I'll flip that around on the other side. I just I don't I don't know. I, I mean, loved what I saw against Denver. That was amazing. I'm just it worried, really does feel do like these again? guys want to step. It's gonna unleash Zach and Vooch to shoot more, and which, they are studs. So which is not necessarily a bad thing. They'll be the best players. I mean, on the Demar. Floor, look, you know, uh, most of the if we were playing like a, a playoff, like a legit, le- legitimately very good team, we would hundred. I I think we would lose. But um, given this, if you know, I think we got a really good shot at at least. I, I I if I had to bet, I would say three and one or two and two. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I guess it depends, you know, if Jimmy's back or not. But I'm gonna assume he's not. And then I think he, the Heat game yeah. is very winnable, and the Pistons game is very winnable. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm less confident. I think we'll about lose. If I I think we'll lose that Raptors game. I think Lowry Markkinen. Anytime we see him, I think it, call it a game. Honestly. I would love. Yeah, just everyone dunk on his we head. Had, we had annihilated them in the preseason. I we yeah. we just destroyed him. Um, he can't guard. I. Like, you know, I, I wish if we had Demar playing, uh just the uh, domination. It would be yeah. Well, yeah. If we were healthy outside of Williams, we would. I think we would go four and zero. But uh, we're not. The, okay, so the one thing I will say that's nice is that after this stretch of you know challenging games without these guys, things get easier. We've got the Lakers and the Rockets and the Raptors again, and then the Pacers and the Hawks back to back, and the Pacers again. So that's a bunch of winnable games. Yeah, that's a lot of winnable games. If we have our guys back, for sure. It's, Especially if we have our guys back. Even without our guys, we could probably handle the Lakers and the Rockets. And then we could take one of the Pacers games, I would say. The Lakers have looked worse than their record. They're about 500 right now, but they are not that good. I know, but you could see them showing up on a night, you know? That's true. I mean, they do have three Davis Davis and LeBron just physically dominate, you know? I could see it. They're very vulnerable uh, on the perimeter. If Caruso's playing, then we're going to win. You know? Yeah. I, he's, a, he's a revenge game type of guy, I, you know, against them. So he, he was before. He'll do it again. Yeah. Well, anyway, cool. I'm very excited about the immediate future um, and the long-term future. And we continue to need one or two more guys if we really want to compete but like, we're for close. Like, winning the East. But we're much closer than I was thinking. This is crazy. We're 17-8. and eight. We're the two seed in the East. Uh, yeah. It's just wide open this year. You know, even yeah, – well, we, if Kyrie comes back, I don't know. The Nets are still really yeah. old. So. Yeah, the West is like totally different story. Uh, Phoenix and Golden State look awesome. They look like but the best teams in the league. I, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly, if I had to be, if I had, I'm most worried about Milwaukee. You know, I agree because they've got this guy named Giannis who's pretty good. I've heard so, of him. 
<laughs> I think Milwaukee is the team that I'd be the most worried about, which is why it's so important to get the home home court so we don't have to go to Milwaukee to play them. Yeah, and the Bucks have to I think we like, can beat Brooklyn. Yeah. I think we can beat Brooklyn. And I think Brooklyn can beat Milwaukee. If they have all three guys, for sure, they could beat Milwaukee. You know that they are like, Kevin Durant is like, you guys, like, I'm, you know, if they have Harden and Durant healthy, you know, I could see that. I could see them beating Milwaukee, so. Yeah. I, uh, it's hard, I it's agree. It's hard to go far in the playoffs back-to-back years. It takes a toll physically on your guys. It's true. Especially after the Olympics, because these guys all played in the Olympics. Right. And the Bucks, you know. That's uh, why they got hurt. The Bucks have been far in the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah. I think it's going to take a toll. So, you know, that going in the bubble, playing all those games, playing the Olympics, fine, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're still the class of the East. Um, they, we're right yeah. there, and matchup-wise, right I think you're right that we could take the Nets, especially without Kyrie. I mean, I think we've we could seen take them it. in the playoffs. I mean, we've, we've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll sweep them, but I think <laughs> it would go six, six, seven games, and I think we would win. Yeah. Without Kyrie, we would win. With Kyrie, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. But, hard to say. Hard but to I, say. Would, I would love that series all the same, I think especially if they with had, another if, guy. You know. But here's the thing. If they had Kyrie... Kyrie and Harden against our perimeter guys trying to defend them. Like, I don't think they can defend our guys, you know? Because Durant it does a good job on one of them, right. right? But Vooch is a mismatch, and they're, and then how do they defend Zach and DeMar? I, I just think there's going to be open threes for, like, a guy like Lonzo and Caruso, and, like, they're going to have open three-point shots. Um, and if they play defense the way I think they will, Vooch will have open three-point shots. And I think one or two of those guys will make them in a game. So, Yeah. Looking good. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm excited. I, I'm surprised the Hawks haven't been as much of a threat, and then the heat, the injuries have gotten to them early, but, you know, they'll be right there. In the, they'll be right they there. Seem, they seem like the four seed right now. We seem like the two or three seed. So... We'll see, but I, it seems all of a sudden like we really have a chance to be much better than I thought. So we definitely do. Pretty amazing, pretty exciting. Here's hoping that everyone uh, comes back sooner rather than later. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll report back after maybe that that stretch of uh, the next couple of games and the and we'll see how we did. Oh, by the way, by the way, December 15th is when people that were signed in the summer are trade yeah. eligible. So that's when stuff could start happening. I, I, I don't think, really know if we're going to go that early, but I, I, I certainly think we're going to sniff around because we're very active. The front office now is very we active. We do. I think we will do something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think we're going to do something. Yeah, it's like you said. It seems like we're two moves away, like a trade and a buyout guy. Yeah, you know? and we will be right there. Right there. All right. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.